Welcome to another episode of our podcast, Let's Talk Tri-Delta. Thanks for joining us. I'm Karen White, Tri-Delta CEO and Editor-in-Chief of the award-winning Trident Magazine. As you're tuning in today, we're in the midst of a global health crisis with COVID-19. With new updates and guidelines coming in by the minute, we're all trying to figure out our new normal. The situation's brought a lot of new challenges to all of us and questions that we don't necessarily have answers to as people and women and mothers and wives and friends, employees volunteers, employers. So our goal at Tri-Delta is to help you make some sense of this. And we're so lucky to have amazing experts on many, many topics right within our sisterhood. So we're tapping into their wisdom and making that wisdom available to you in a new series called Three for You. We're asking our expert alumni for three tips on topics that are on everyone's minds. We're going to look at everything from managing your finances to how to work from home and how to work from home with kids at home, how to stay connected when you can't leave your house and so much more. But today we're starting with a topic um, that's really relevant to so many of us. And that's how to talk to and support your kids during the coronavirus crisis. So many of us have kids um, and now they're home from school. Their activities are canceled. They're not seeing their friends friends, their routines have shifted. How can we explain this to them in a healthy way? We are so fortunate to have Laura Ann Elpers-Pierce on our podcast today. Laura Ann is an alumna from our Theta Kappa chapter at Southern Methodist University. She has been a longtime devoted volunteer to Tri-Delta, served as a chapter development consultant right after she graduated. But better yet, she is a licensed marriage and family therapist and a registered play therapist. She practices in uh, Dallas, Texas. She's also the author of children's books. So we're so happy to have Laura Ann with us here today to talk to us a little bit about um, your best tips for helping kids through the coronavirus. And i um, thrilled that you've brought three concepts to us today, Laura Ann, about being consistent, being connected, and being calm. Love the alliteration, right? Love things in threes. Welcome to Let's Talk Tri-Delta. I'm glad you're here. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm glad I can be helpful during this wild time we're all in together. So let's get into it. Right. You, you start by saying tips for parents with, with young children is to be consistent during this time. Tell us more about that. Sure. And I know that probably seems like one of the most unrealistic recommendations, right? Considering everything that's happening right now is changing daily, even hourly. Mm-hmm. Um, so it feels as though our ability to be consistent has really gone out the window. Um, in fact, that's really what our kids and I would suggest what we as grown-ups really need the most. And so there's a lot out of our control. So what we need to do for our children and for ourselves is to identify what is in our control and make those things as consistent as possible. There are lots of unpredictable change happening all of the time. So when we offer ourselves and our children predictable routines and structure, um, we then offer safety and security. And really, that's what we're all hoping for during this time when we're all feeling a little bit anxious and a little bit unsettled is how do I get that sense of security and safety? Um, So setting that consistent schedule even for your day is really important. So having and really, these recommendations are really great for kids, but I think all of us could probably keep it in mind um, because we're all doing everything uh, from home together. So, you know, if you have a set time you typically wake up or that your children wake up, stay on that schedule. Um, Set a time to eat your meals, a time to go to sleep. Um, This structure 
is consistent when everything else isn't. And that's really what kids need to feel safe. Directure doesn't necessarily mean those calendar items like I just mentioned, you know, keeping um, a set day-to-day task. Um, Structure also means that you as a parent need to be really consistent in your parenting so your children know what to expect from you during this time. That predictability is maybe even more important for your children than waking them up at a certain time and feeding them at a certain time and asking them to go outside at a certain time. Um, When kind of your own behavior, Laura Ann, like making sure Mm -hmm. you're approaching things consistently as a parent as well, Mm because parent routines are off totally. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you can set some predictability in your own schedule, you are more likely to be able to offer emotional predictability for your children, Um, which the work that I do working with families and children, I know how important that is no matter a global crisis. Um, And so if we can bring that to home, it's really important. Um, When we talk about being predictable for our children emotionally, that means that we are listening, we're attuned to them. We have peaks and valleys of stress and feeling overwhelmed. And if we are reacting to our children based on how kind of we're experiencing our day, um, they don't know what to expect from us. They don't know if you just got off a hard call or if you can't figure out how to make your video work on your conferencing (laughs) or, you know, even if you closed a great great deal remotely, they don't don't have a clue um, what your day is like. So your responsibility to them is being really consistent um, so that they can react and kind of live their day to day, um, without having to anticipate you. Right. Sure. So schedules are important, um, but are routines more important than actual schedules? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Sometimes I say I'm not, it's less important, um, a schedule and more important a pattern. (laughs) So for kids, um, we don't want to be so rigid that if we get off schedule, that generates more chaos and more stress. So if you can have predictable patterns, um, that is going to be really helpful. And that even looks like printing out an actual schedule for your day that you guys can follow together for little kids. You might want to have, you can draw pictures together, brush your teeth, get dressed. What does that look like? Bigger kids may just need it written out so they can read it. You know, if you're working from home, having your own schedule and tasks so you can take care of yourself along the way. Um, this type of consistent routine daily is what helps us feel familiar and safe. And so if you can review it with your family, either at dinner, the night before the next day, at breakfast in advance of that day, just so everybody has a little bit of expectation, um, it will make things run a little bit smoother. For example, if mom, you've got a conference call at two o'clock, then it might be movie time at two o'clock, you know? Right. Um, (laughs) Let's tell the kids that at 8 a.m. Um, and not at 1.45 while you're logging on. So yeah. being consistent, making sure they know what to expect, outlining those expectations to prevent chaotic reaction from yourself or your children is really important. Um, if you can, mimic the school schedule. I know that lots of schools are offering you know, e-learning, at-home learning opportunities. Um, and so some of that might be structured out for you on behalf of all these teachers who are working their tails off to get this right. information to families, right? And so if you can do that for them, if it's if they typically take their lunch at 1120, have lunch at 1120. If they go outside for recess after lunch, go outside after you eat lunch. Yeah. Um, for the younger children, even having a timer to help them anticipate moving from one thing to the next. 
Yeah. That's how we can be consistent for them. We can consistently offer expectations um, and boundaries. And that's really, really helpful. One of the ways you're, um, I think you're suggesting we get to this part, right, of consistency um, is kind of your next tip for us, which is being and staying connected, right? Absolutely. So talk a little bit about the importance of, of staying connected. It almost seems um, like strange guidance since we're all so close to one another, right? Sure. Are staying connected here yes. as we shelter in place or, or whatever we do to practice, you know, um, safety here. So talk a little bit more about staying connected. Yeah. You know, and these recommendations are not one without the other, right? We can be really consistent, but if that's done without connection or without feeling calm, um, it's not going to be as effective. So being consistent, super um, important in terms of structure and relationship, but how we do that is because we are connected. Um, our bodies may need isolation during this time, but our hearts desperately need connection. So like you said, we are physically close to one another, um, but we have to make sure that we are emotionally connected as well. Um, and that's really, really important, especially for children. Um, as parents, the best thing to remember to stay connected to your child is to listen to them, hear them out, gauge what might be going on for them, listen to their fears or even excitements. Some of these children, I mean, most children know there's something important happening. Um, but at the same time, consider from their perspective, more time at home, uh, more FaceTime with their parents, time with their siblings, more time outside. Some of these things are innately really joyful for children. And so let's let them feel that joy too. We also want to pay attention to what's hard for kids right now. So we can be connected to them when we notice them. Um, and that means we're noticing the things they're saying, the things they're doing, the things that we suspect they're thinking. We're noticing the things they're learning. So this is a really cool time for parents because they leave for school in the morning, they come home. We get the, how is school? Fine. Response. We don't have a clue yeah. what happens yeah. while they're gone. <laughs> um, but now you do. Now you're going to have um, an active part in their learning process. And for you to be interested in their world in that way is a significant way for you to be connected to them. Noticing you're working really hard on that worksheet your teacher gave you, or you're still you know, really trying to figure out this project with your friends um, yeah. through the computer. You know, some of these older teenagers are probably going to keep working in groups and yeah. um, try to make those things happen. So if you can be connected to what they're learning and how their brain is changing in that way, it's really respectful to them because you're deciding to step into their world and really be a part of what's going on. It's like I said before about being consistent, children are desperately looking for safety during this uncertain time. Um, and not necessarily just, we, we talk a lot about, you know, we're, our bodies are separate from people so that we can keep ourselves and others safe. Right. Um, so they know that what we're doing is all in the spirit of sort of physical health safety, but being connected is how we ground them in emotional safety as well. Um, and they are going to look to their most important adults to determine how safe they really are. Sure. So if you as the grown up can offer a sense of connection through the things that you're saying, even a hug, um, getting down on eye level, if you have toddlers, picking them up and setting them on the counter so you can see them while you're talking to them. These are all ways we choose to be connected. Children then absorb from us, oh, we're okay. If my mom or my dad or whoever can join with me uh, in this way and be connected really genuinely, then I think things are going to be okay. I think I feel safe. 
My favorite advice to give to parents no matter what as a way of connection is to remember that all feelings are okay. Right. <laughs> right. So important. So yes. important. Yeah. So especially right now, uh, make every effort to avoid minimizing your children's fears. Mm-hmm. So if they say things um, and even you know, anger or frustration, missing out on their sports, missing out on their extracurricular activities, missing out on play dates. Um, I know that my niece was so invested in her school musical and it was canceled and that was really oh, devastating, right. you know, and um, it wouldn't be very helpful to tell her, oh, there will be one next year. Connect instead and say, that is hard. You weren't expecting yeah. it. Uh, it's really disappointing. And I know you're upset. So to not Sometimes as grownups, we want these hard feelings for kids to just disappear because we don't want them to hurt. Right. Um, but what is actually better for our relationship with them is to be with them in their feeling uh, and help them figure out how to feel that in a way that's okay. Um, so helping them understand that their feelings make sense. We get it. We also are having a lot of feelings right now and our feelings happen to be okay too. Younger children, you're less likely to be able to kind of have that connected conversation. Instead, they're going to use their behavior to let you know that something's going on for them. So a way that you can connect with little kids when they um, are showing you that they're having big feelings is to verbally explain, I know you might be feeling angry. You're frustrated. This isn't what you expect. Um, And you can honor how they feel too. In fact, that's um, really important in a way that neurologically you can help them regulate how they feel so that they can back to a space where they can cooperate with you, which is really important. Now, I'm going to um, plug a resource that you're far too humble to plug. Um, And um, because I know you well, I know you're the author of an amazing children's book called Little Worms. So it seems to me like that could be a great resource to parents right about now. So you want to tell us a little bit about Little Worm and the things that parents might find in the book? Of course, I'm happy to. You know, I wrote um, the story Little Worm, a story about worry, specifically for families to have a resource to talk about feelings in a simple way. It's not a clinical book. It's an easy read for families to join together. The central message is that things don't always turn out as expected um, and hard feelings can come along with that. But there are ways that we can manage the fear and anxiety. And like you said, I'm not sure there has been a more relevant scenario for that for all of us right now. Nothing is going as we expect. We have lots of big feelings across the board. And what's going to be important is how we figure out how to manage all of that. Uh, and Little Worm does that in the book. There's also a an opportunity for parents while reading Little Worm to ride along with Little Worm model a breathing technique that assists uh, in our bodies moving away from worry and more towards confidence. So this breathing technique is very simple and it is outlined in um, the illustrations as well as the words in the book. So it's very easy to mimic. Um, You can do it while you're reading the book and also while you're not. (laughs) Whenever it works. It's very family friendly. It's used as a social emotional lesson for any family who is doing some at-home learning and needs to incorporate some social emotional learning. So it's um, a great way to 
engage children in these conversations. It's also a really good bedtime story to just normalize messages about fear and worry, kind of help settle our bodies before bed. Um, Something that's really important in the book too is there's a note to caregivers in the back that outlines really specific ways that caregivers, parents can address worry with their children. Um, If you're seeking a little bit of extra support about language to use or a mindset to keep when we're considering that our kids may be having these feelings. Um, So yeah, thank you for mentioning it. Um, Little Worm's helpful in a lot of ways, but I I keep thinking daily that this resource is very timely. So I'm hopeful that families can get their hands on it. As long as Amazon is still running, it can still be yours. (laughs) Exactly. That's what I was going to say. I think this is just one Amazon Prime click away from anybody who might um, find the Little Worm helpful. You got it. At this stage of the game. So tell us about your, your third tip. And I think Little Worm um, actually could help us get there, right? You got so it. As you're being connected and being consistent, there's an important reason to stay and be calm. So mm-hmm. talk about that. Sure. Being calm, right? Easier said than done in a time like this. <laughs> we, uh, sometimes that means different things for different people. So drawing back on being connected, one way that I in particular can access a sense of calmness is connecting with reliable support. So um, a group of Tri-Delta friends, we have a video conference scheduled for tonight when all the kids have gone to bed and we just need to see each other. We just need to say hello. We need to know what's going on in New York and New Jersey and Chicago and South Carolina. I need to know that my people are okay. And that helps me feel calm. So I know that about myself. And so I've arranged that. When we talk about children, we talked about this a little bit before, but they are picking up on our cues about how to how to be during this time. Uh, they are sponges, not only for information, but also about mood and emotion. So if you can stay calm and manage your own anxieties, you are going to send that important message to your children, which is we can do this together. Things are hard, things are complicated, and we are going to do this together. If staying calm and managing anxieties and finding some support is particularly hard for you, and I know that it is for many, uh, I really encourage you to schedule an appointment with a therapist you may already have a relationship with or reach out to a therapist and start a relationship. Um, Now is an incredible time to try to figure out how to stay calm, manage your anxieties, uh, manage the mental load of everything that's going on. And a therapist can be really helpful in doing that. Um, Many therapists are assembling to offer telehealth options. Sure. You don't have to leave your house to have that, you know, professional support. And sometimes that feels a little bit overwhelming, but as a therapist myself, I can tell you that it's not always And it doesn't have to be an extremely intense conversation. It can be, and sometimes it needs to be. But other times it's allowing somebody whose responsibility to the community is to help you manage. So let somebody help you. That's how we can stay calm. We want to be sure to recognize that there are many changes happening right now and they are major stressors for many of us. And I think we all have this expectation to make it all work. And that is not an easy task. Something I had to reset for myself was, you know, during this particular time, you do not have to generate new ideas, create new things, um, maximize every free moment at home. This is not a charge to be great. This is a, this is a charge to be consistent, be connected and be calm. Right. Um, so simply because you're home, you have to remember you are managing so many things. Don't add more to your plate. 
in fact, if you need to toss some things out right now, do that too, if that's how you stay calm. For the moments when you are discussing some of these changes and the stress uh, or your fear about the coronavirus in this particular scenario, um, I encourage you to do so out of earshot of your children after they've gone to bed. Even if your kids are older, um, even if your kids are home from college and you anticipate that they can manage some of these grown-up conversations, um, they still are looking to you to know that, that you can be okay right now. You're overwhelmed, which is inevitable. Allow yourself to take a break. Um, if your child... If that means your child watches one more Daniel Tiger so you can feel <laughs> calm and centered... Uh, then that's what's going to happen. And that is also okay. (laughs) Managing your own expectations for yourself during this time is really important. Some things you might not otherwise do uh, are going to happen. Some things that you really want to do are not going to happen. So a little bit of all of it and just the biggest important about remaining calm, important note is that it's different for everybody. So mm-hmm. some people need to access a yoga class online and have a sense of peace. Like I said before, I really uh, manage some of my anxieties by being connected in front of people, having conversations. Right. You know, I know that about myself. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to get connected. Other ways you can remain calm deciding to read a book for pleasure. If you typically leave the office at five, six, whatever time you leave, stop working then and go home. So even though you haven't left your building or your, the place where you live, you've got to shut it off uh, and rejoin your family, rejoin yourself. Even if you are living by yourself, Um, stop working just because you have constant access to work does not mean that you need to continue to work until the wee hours of the morning. So read a book, make a, you know, we're all eating home cooked meals. Um, I'm feeling calm by being connected to local restaurants, especially in the Dallas area, ordering takeout, feeling like I'm contributing to their well-being. So kind of balancing a little bit of that. Asking for help if you need it, whether it's from a therapist, from your partner, from your children. Still do chores right now. Let them let them help you. Let them be a part of the family. Let them be a part of this success. Asking for help is also asking yourself what you need. And sometimes that help is limiting your access to social media, limiting your access to the constant news cycle. Another thing I'll note, which is an important way to stay healthy is to, to consider avoiding excessive use of alcohol during this time as a way to relax. We know that people are vulnerable right now to overuse. And I just want to make a note that while it is certainly relaxing and sometimes necessary, just be cautious about the use. Sure. Keep your system and structure in place so you can have predictability. Back to you know to the first point of being consistent. Sure, being consistent is how we stay calm. Um, in order to be calm, we need consistency and connection. So these are not one without the other. These are all really, really important things. Oh, Laura Ann, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you being with us and and sharing these um, three important tips, right? That, um, you know, on some level are so basic, but when you hear it from an expert like you, right, a family and marriage therapist, you've given us permission, right, to take care of ourselves and to be present and calm and consistent for the people we love, especially the young people in our lives. I just feel like this is such great and timely information for our extended Tri Delta family. I want to thank you for taking time um, and connecting with us today and for being our, our first installation of three for you. 
Um, so I appreciate you so much. I'm so glad to do it. And I know that sometimes it can be hard during times of chaos to hear some of these big picture ideas. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people are really wanting, okay, I, that sounds nice, but how in the world do I do that? How in the world do I remain connected and honor my child's feelings when I don't even know, you know, what's happening in the next five minutes. So I am intimately aware that a lot of these suggestions, recommendations, tips um, can feel a little bit more big picture. If you are hoping for more tasks, specific strategies, um, I think there are a lot of really excellent resources that we can access. There are lots of people assembling to put out information that is really important for parents. You know, when we talk about what do we say about what is going on to us right right now, um, we can't say much beyond there's a really big sickness happening and it can pass from one person to another. And so the reason we're staying close to our family um, is to keep our body safe, but also to keep our friends safe and our parents safe. Um, And sometimes that's all that we can say. Um, So if you're looking for age appropriate facts, if you're looking for strategies and, you know, parenting and things like that, you can certainly find a lot of that online. I will um, encourage you to be mindful of the resource. So there is a lot of information out there. Um, And so I want you to be sure you're accessing it from really reliable places. Um, Little Worm has a Facebook page if you want to join there. Um, I plan on offering some of these sort of short tips, feedback, things along the way um, for you to have a reliable, friendly, you know, connected resource if that's what you're hoping for. You know, all the while, if you would like to have a conversation about um, parenting and being connected and offering consistency, if that feels hard for you and you want a little bit of extra tip or strategy, we could um, arrange a little parent coaching session and have a conversation. I want nothing more than to be able to be a helpful resource to not only the bigger community, but to Federal to Sisters along the way. So you just let me know. Oh, thank you, Laura. And can you tell our listeners um, where they might find you and Little Worm um, on the web? Here's some, some web addresses with us. You got it. So Little Worm is um, available on Amazon. Just type in Little Worm, a story about worry. There's also my book website is myfeelingfriends.com. It's a nod to uh, friends of Little Worm that are to come. And yeah, professionally, you can find my website at insightstherapy.com. So that's I-N-S-I-G-H-T-S therapy.com. If you want to shoot me a message there, there's an opportunity to send me a note right through the website um, and we can have a conversation. And otherwise, Little Worms also on Facebook and Instagram, trying to keep everybody calm and contributing to the sense of information out there. Yeah. So those are the the best places to be connected um, with Little Worm and with me. Thank you. Huge thank you to Laura Ann Pierce for joining us today and giving us insights on such an important topic for all of us in our many roles that we play all the time, but especially um, as we manage through this global health crisis. Um, Look for more Three For You content coming soon on Let's Talk Tri-Delta. We really hope all our members and families remain safe um, and that you all are following the important guidelines um, that have been set forth regarding your own personal health and safety 
safety. Um, know that Tri-Delta is keeping up with all things coronavirus. Um, we do have a landing page on tridelta.org with important information. Please, please utilize that. Um, let us know if you have any questions. Of course, a friendly reminder, wash your hands, mm-hmm. right? Stay close, but socially distant. And and please, as you're um, listening to Let's Talk Tri-Delta, like, subscribe, rate our podcast. We love five-star ratings. And then thank you. Just thank you for talking Tri-Delta with us today. And we invite you to join us next time and bring you 